Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. If I were Adam Silver responding to this controversy with Russell Westbrook, again, the thing that's going to get, I think, ultimately the most attention is going to be Westbrook saying to the guy and his wife, I would F you know you up to both the guy and his wife. It's a bad look for the NBA. But if I'm Adam Silver, I just hope this whole thing disappears because I don't want to have to take an action. And if I do have to take an action, okay, uh, I wouldn't suspend or anything like that. Maybe you fine Russell Westbrook $25,000, say, uh, you know, that you shouldn't have threatened the wife in that way. And I think it probably goes away. That would be my best uh, attempt to handle this if I'm sitting on what is basically the, uh, the judgment seat and I'm Adam Silver. That would be, uh, look, I'm not big on suspending people for what they say uh, on the court, in my opinion. Like, this is kind of a consistent uh, opinion that I've had over the years. I'm big on actions, not on words. Um, So uh, I I think at most you you find Russell Westbrook 25 grand or something, and and that's the total of it. Because I I also think I'd want to have a sit-down with Russell Westbrook and say, What's going on? Why You've had several different issues with fans in relatively innocuous situations, right? Like the kid reaching out and touching Russell Westbrook kind of went viral. Westbrook just seems angry this year. I don't know why. Maybe something's going on in his personal life. Uh, the team seems to be playing pretty well. But if the guy is telling the truth and all he said was, you know, even if the even if you accept what Westbrook said is 100% true, which the guy is denying, even if you accept what Westbrook said is 100% true, I'm going to be honest with you. You make millions of dollars a year. A fan telling you to get on your knees and stay there, which is, again, a sexual insult, 
not racist, not anything else. It's like I think every guy out there knows, like, get down on your knee. Like, you know what's being said, all right? You got to just kind of let that roll off your back. It's not that much of an insult. It's not a funny insult. It's not a unique one. It's also a homophobic one. Like, I don't see it as being something to react to in any way. And I would say this, having said that, as I'm a public figure. If somebody yells to me at a speaking event that I'm at, get down on your knees and stay there. I mean, it's so stupid. Like, I wouldn't even respond to it. And if somebody says that to me on social media, that's the kind of thing that somebody says to me on social media all the time. It's so uninteresting and unoriginal and not particularly funny or in any way worth responding to. So that's kind of my take in general. That's the way that that Judge Clay would handle this. But we have the outkick jury, and I'm curious how you guys would respond. 877-996-6369. Let's start with Tavares in North Carolina. What's up, Tavares? Uh, hey, Clay. Um, I, I really don't have a problem with uh, a competitor like Russell Westbrook, uh, which in the way he handled it. Um, these men. But hold on a sec. That, hold on a sec, Tavares. If he just says to the guy, I'll F you up, it probably doesn't go viral, right? Because most people are like, whatever, that's just trash talk. But saying, I'll F you up, I'll F you up and your wife up. That's yeah. what's getting. That's why this has gone viral here. It's the can, part where I, I, he included can, the wife. I can care less. I can care less because I'm trying to, like you said something to me. I'm trying to cut you just as deep as you cut me, just as deep as I feel like you cut me. And whoever around you is gonna get it. You have to understand where Russell Westbrook comes from, how he competes, and he wears his emotions on his sleeve. Utah has a history of saying and doing certain things. Two players, and when you go into the atmosphere, how many games have Russell Westbrook played, and the things that he heard that we don't know about, and and many players. So we got to understand. I don't. I don't care what people say to me. My revenge is I'm going to beat your team, and I'm also making millions of dollars to play basketball. I think you got to have thicker skin if you are a player. If what he said was get on your knees, that's what Russell Westbrook said, right? That is such a generic, boring nonsensical, uninteresting insult. Um, I just don't think that you can respond by threatening to beat the guy's wife up. Like, I think you're taking it to a different level. Now, I don't think it was, uh, I don't think it was genuine, right? I think it was trash talk, much like whatever the fan is saying to him. So my thing is the reason why this has gone viral is the threat to beat up the guy's wife. If he just says, I'll F you up, it's probably Russell Westbrook overreacting because the fan is winning when you lose your cool. It's a viral thing to respond, you mad bro, on Twitter. If somebody gets really mad over an insignificant thing, that's on that person, not you, right? Who's up next? William in Virginia. What's up, William? Hey, Clay. Uh, Your last caller, well, man, he's an idiot. But anyway, uh, I think there was some truth in kind of what the fan said. I felt some truth in, you know, he was this good old-fashioned trash talk. And, you know, he told him, I think he was more implying that Russell Russell Westbrook's getting old. Hey, go down there and ice your knees, man. 
you can't threaten the man's wife, man. And that's just Russell Westbrook. He's a whiny pussy willow. He always has been. And I think moving forward, this is going to affect him more because now everybody knows wherever wherever he goes, you know, the fans can get in him. They can yeah. get in his game. They can get in his head and mess yeah. with him. And, and you know, is he gonna, it's going to continue. He's got a he's a professional athlete. Man, you can't listen to that crap, especially something petty like that, and then threaten a man's wife. Come on, man, you got to got to get it together. JJ in Indiana. What's up, JJ? Always appreciate the show when I'm coming off from work, guys. Appreciate you guys. Uh, again, I've been official for 16, a basketball official for 16 years. We carry the three P's. You always have the platform to keep it professional, never to take it personal. So even if there was something said that was inappropriate, uh, I'm not knocking on Westbrook, but when he gets back to the bench, if it was something that was, uh, say, sexist, racist, whatever it was, talk to your coach. They'll talk to whatever. They'll do the review, and whatever needs to happen to the fan happens to the fan. But uh, at the end of the day, you have a platform to keep it professional so they can see you as a professional player. He better hope that uh, there's no retaliation from the wife or the husband. But at the end of the day, he's got to remain professional because of the platform that he carries and not take it personal. Yeah, thanks for the call. Bubba in North Carolina. What's up, Bubba? Hey, good morning. All right, so tell us two things about this. First and foremost, I think Russ is soft. Now I'm 30, so the NBA I grew up with was KG. And there's no telling the things that he had to say. So I just think that he's soft, whether it's trash talk from other players or from fans. And then what I wanted to say is, like, uh, you know, I'm a San Francisco Giants fan, and one of the most insufferable douches in baseball is Yasiel Puig. And I sat there, there's been so many times he came to AT&T Park and I'd sit there and just give it to him for nine innings. And there was once he threw out somebody sliding into second, shoots me a glance, goes back to his dugout. And it's like, that's how you handle it. You don't threaten to kill somebody. This rest is soft and he's becoming so just insufferable. Yeah, thanks for the call. I do think you raise an interesting question. I don't think suddenly that fans are behaving in a more uh, you know, poor fashion now than they would have in old-school NBA. I mean, and maybe I'm wrong, but I find it hard to believe that Utah Jazz fans in 2019, in an age when everything that is said you have to assume is getting recorded by somebody, right? I mean, I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. If you go to a game right now, look at how many phones there are out. Look at how many different... I mean, this thing got caught and went viral because somebody recorded it. Look at how many people are out there basically capturing every moment of every game. And so I think whatever you say at a sporting event, you have to assume that there is going to be an audio or video recording of you saying it. And so I think that actually makes fan behavior likely to be not as bad as it was in years past. Marty in Kentucky. What's up, Marty? Hey, Clay, I think uh, Russell Westbrook is just a basic example of a guy with God-given great physical talent and a mentally weak mind. Uh, um, a suspension would be would be nice. Uh, not, not a suspension, excuse me. A uh, fine would be nice and a sit-down, but David Tibble probably won't do anything because Russell Westbrook has already pulled the race car and Silver's afraid of the players' union, and he will probably try to sweep this under the rug. Yeah, look, I think it's also it's so so predictable but so ridiculous that Russell Westbrook immediately tried to pull the race card here. 
first of all, the fan denies saying it, but what Russell Westbrook said he said is not racist. Get on your knees and stay there. Now, he acknowledges that he was talking about Russell Westbrook getting his knees iced. And so that's sometimes, I think, why it's difficult. If there's a lot of noise, it's hard to know exactly who said what. But that's a, that's a uh, insult directed at men on a regular basis. It's a directed at his heterosexuality, not at his race. Ed in Nashville. What's up, Ed? Hey, Clay. Listen, uh, Russ has got to have more control, but at the same time, I have to disagree with you. Um, telling uh, telling Russell Westbrook to get on his knees is a racial. It's not How? a racial slur. It's a racial act. How is it racial? Did, did you guys ever watch Roots? Did you ever take a class in black history? Dude. Telling somebody to get on there. Hold on. He didn't threaten to beat him with a cat of nine tails. He told him to get on his knees. Every man out there has heard somebody yell at an official at a basketball game, get off your knees, ref, you're blowing the game. I've heard that for my entire life going to sporting events. Get off off your knees, ref, you're blowing the game. That's what the guy was referencing to. When you tell another man to get on his knees, I think 99.9% of men who are listening to us right now know exactly what that guy was. If that is what he said, that's exactly what he was referencing, and it's telling him to do a sex act and deriding his heterosexuality. It has nothing to do with his race. Did I watch Roots? Yeah, man, I know all about Kuta Kinte. That's not a race. Like, get on your knees and what? This is not like if he had said, hey, I'm going to beat you with a cat of nine tails. I'm going to buy you and you're going to go pick cotton. All right. That's racist. That's referencing roots. That's referencing slavery. Ain't no reference to slavery that I know about. And you say, get on your knees. Again, I've been to games my entire life. And I guarantee you almost every game, if there's a controversial call made by an official, somebody will yell out, hey, ref, get off your knees. You're blowing the game. Andy in Tennessee, what's up? We lost Andy. Let's go to Corey in Pennsylvania. Corey in Pennsylvania. What's up, Corey? Corey, first of all, I love you. You're not afraid to say it like it is. Here's the issue I have that no one wants to talk about. These guys that are great athletes, their whole life have been babied from AAU up to high school to college from DeMarcus Cousins to Cam Newton to Russell. I mean, once something doesn't go their way, they're poor sports and babies. We're all taught when we're kids, you got to be a good sport about it. You lose. Things don't go your way. Blah, blah, blah. But these guys, men, and they're acting like 12-year-olds. Darn it. Oh, they didn't play good today. Oh, I'm kicking your butt. I mean, it's ridiculous. People need to call these guys out for it. It's poor sportsmanship. That's what it comes down to. Look, I think the fan can be a poor sport too. But to me, it's really kind of interesting to think. Do you think people say things to Russell Westbrook that they didn't say to Patrick Ewing or that they didn't say to, let's say, Reggie Miller back in the day? I'm sure that Reggie Miller, who's the last real villain that I can remember of a substantial nature in the NBA, you think guys sitting courtside at Madison Square Garden didn't get all over Reggie Miller? We have the iconic moment, obviously, where Reggie Miller got fired up at Spike Lee for the trash talk and ends up doing the choke signal, which is one of the great moments in NBA history. But you can't tell me that in the 1990s, Reggie Miller didn't wear it way worse 
in terms of what people said to him than whatever was said to Russell Westbrook in 2019. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. King's Island is now open on weekends. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Still got a bunch of guys waiting online who want to call in, and we go first to Tommy in Florida. What's up, Tommy? Oh, hey, man. Great show. Listen, this is both these guys are at fault. First of all, um, uh, Russell Wilson. I, I, Russell Westbrook, I think yeah. he's getting this. Ra- oh, I'm sorry? Russell Westbrook. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, not Russell Wilson. Russell Westbrook. Where I think he's going racial with this, and I kind of see it a little bit, is that, it, first of all, it's Utah, and he's had problems there before. Second of all, the guy, he's kind of got the Grizzly Adams beard. He's got the camo hat on. And the guy makes the comment where he says, like you used to. And I'm thinking that Russell Wilson is thinking this guy's hearkening back to those times. And he's probably putting all this together. And he's, you know, but he's got to rise above it. Where Westbrook goes way off the, way off the chart is when he brings this guy's girlfriend or wife into it. Yeah. That's completely uncalled for. That's why it went viral. Absolutely right. Yes, you're absolutely right. Westbrook is, uh, is you know, needs to rise above it. He's the rich millionaire. He's the guy that we all want to be because he's the, the basketball player, NBA superstar, and we all want the money and all that. So I think but, but when you watch the tape of the guy being interviewed after, there's no way he's, ta- he's telling all the truth. This guy was probably riding for 20 minutes. I mean, let's be real honest. He's like, yeah, we were just kind of joking around. No, you weren't. You were trying to get under this guy's skin, and you, you did. He won. Kenneth in Pasadena. What's up? Hey, good morning. I enjoy the show, but um, you made a statement when you said 99% of all guys would say that it was a sexual thing. If you're black, no, the first thing comes to mind, it's racial. All right. You know, I don't, I don't, hold on, hold on. I don't what? even believe that's true. Or we will have an all black jury. If a, if okay. someone says to you, but you disagree with me. Okay. So you, but I'll get to you in a sec, but I want to open up the phone lines, all black jury to start off hour two. If someone says, get on your knees, but that's not what Russell Westbrook said, is it? Uh, that's what he said. He, he claims the fan said, get on your knees like you used to. Uh, all right. Well, that's the, like you used to part is interesting. When I hear get on your knees, the first thing I think is, that you are telling somebody to go, you know, uh, do a sex act. So I will go back. I, I pull the audio on what Russell Westbrook is saying. First of all, the guy's not saying that he said that. All right. So th- that's what Russell Westbrook is saying. If he says it like you used to, if that's the part, then that is at least like history. Like he suddenly stopped doing it. Uh, but I still think of it as a sexual comment. Right as a uh, as an attack on his heterosexuality, infinitely more than anything else. But sorry, okay, continue. Okay, I understand what you're saying, but see, I'm saying you got to look at it through African Americans' eyes. It's totally different than way you see it through you know through your eyes. To to most of us, like I said, it will be like you used to. That's straight racism. That's straight fan. Like when you were slaves, get on your knees. I'm sorry, Clay, but that's the way I feel. That's, All right, so if he is. said that, if he threatens to beat up his wife, where does the equity lie? That was wrong. No, so how what wrong. would you do if you were what would you do if you were Adam Silver? I'm so you're going to have to find him. You're going to have to. That's my solution, right? You don't suspend him. You find him like $25,000 and then you just hope this story goes away. That seems like a reasonable solution, right? Exactly, that is. Uh, all right, thanks for the call. And I apologize if I missed the like you used to part then that is like it makes it sound more historic than I'm taking it as when you tell somebody to get on your knees and the article that I read didn't say like you used to I don't think it just said get on your knees um and to me that's a I mean I don't know all my life if somebody told me to get on my knees and I'm a guy that's an attack on my heterosexuality uh, we'll come back. We'll break it down. Uh, we may not. Well, we'll see. We need to go find. We need to go plumb uh, Russell Westbrook's audio and pull it up 
and uh, we will play that for you when we come back. And if I misheard it, that's on me uh, because I could at least uh, at least allow that if, if there's like a past history attempts to it. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Joined now by John Morosi at John Morosi, J-O-N-M-O-R-O-S-I, I believe I got it all right, on Twitter, our baseball expert. And uh, I know we didn't talk to you last week, but Bryce Harper, we definitely talked about him joining uh, the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. And then he says he's going to try to recruit Mike Trout. And obviously, uh, a lot of people on the West Coast interested about that move. Is it tampering? Is it something akin a little bit to what LeBron was doing? What do you expect the fallout of this to be? And do you think Mike Trout, I know, given how much money he could potentially make in the future, do you think he's already kind of sketching out where he might go? What's the talk in baseball circles about this uh, entire uh, sort of discussion? Well, Clay, it's certainly been a big topic the last uh, week or so uh, about Harper and, and Trout and, and the possibility of them uh, uniting in a couple years' time uh, in Philadelphia, which, of course, is the closest ballpark to where Trout grew up in New Jersey, which is why there's such a uh, fascination with, with Trout and his connection to Philly. Of course, he notably attended uh, the 08 World Series Championship Parade. He's a big Eagles fan. Um, I, I think that, to, to back up a little bit, uh, in general... I personally see no issue with players talking about uh, wanting to play together and and dreaming on that. I think that's frankly good for the game. I, I don't see anything wrong with a with a player uh, expressing his own excitement about someone else joining the team in a couple years' time. I think that's all organic and healthy, and, and that's been going on in sports for a long time. And I, and I really do think that um, it's it's something that surely I think has helped the NBA's interest level and, and the notion of super teams and how how they're going to get created and how, how much uh, fun and, 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 and incredible competition that that creates at the top end of the league. Now, maybe it's not great for competitive balance, but it's great for conversation. Uh, and I, I think in general, Trout knows where his market value could be. Um, Clay, to me, and, and maybe something's going on behind the scenes that we're not aware of, but it doesn't seem to me that an extension for Trout is imminent right now, uh, as of this hour, as of this day. And as, as while, while it may sound a little premature to say this, he's got two years left on his deal. Um, and, and really, if you're going to have an extension of that magnitude, it makes sense to do it when you're two years out as opposed to one year out. Just because when you're only one year out and you're only one year away from a potentially a $400 million deal or whatever it ends up being, there's, there's a tendency to just let that play out and see what happens. So while we're still a, a, a little bit of time away in actual months and, and years from Trout becoming a free agent after the 2020 season, it's, it's not that far away from, from where I think the practical deadline would be for a deal to get worked out. So uh, I, I would say that if, if we don't see something in place by opening day, it would not, uh, I, I would think the chances are, are better than 50-50 that uh, the Trout ends up becoming a free agent here in two years time will Mike Trout become in your mind the highest paid athlete of all time I mean is he deserving of a contract like that there was much discussion about how much money Bryce Harper was going to get but the numbers that Mike Trout are is posting right now are truly off the charts historically wouldn't he in your mind he deserve to be the highest paid athlete of all time in American team sports I, I agree with that, and I, I think you look at it now, and, and, and that record is now somewhat distributed 
among different people in MLB. Harper, of course, has the largest guarantee. That was, I think, a big part of uh, of his signing with Philadelphia. Longest guarantee, or largest guarantee, rather. And then uh, Zach Granke, though, uh, on a uh, on a per year basis, uh, still has the the average annual value record. I think that that uh, to, to use the boxing analogy, I think we could see all the all the titles and belts unified with one deal by Trout if he signs, let's say, ten years times thirty five, um, which I think is realistic, uh, then we could see everything uh, be under Trout's purview, and, and I think it's fitting uh, based on what he's done. Uh, yes, there have been occasional injuries that he's battled through, but they've been pretty minimal. Um, he is, to this point in time, I believe the best all-around player in the game still at this point. He probably has competition from Mookie Betts, though, for that title. And, and, and Mookie won the MVP with the Red Sox last year. And he is someone else that I think, uh, when you look at what Mookie could probably do in, in free agency, um, he he may well surpass uh, Harper's number. Uh, now, now he's, he'll become a free agent a little bit later, uh, but his, he has been an extraordinary player for the Red Sox, ex- tremendously versatile. Um, just to, his, his, to me, Mookie's uh, aptitude and how he keeps finding different ways to get better, he's an excellent base runner, excellent defender. Uh, I think he's probably a, a better rounded player right now than, than Harper is. And so I think that while Trout would probably get that title. It wouldn't surprise me if, if Mookie Betts finds a way to become that next player down and, and then and it ends up being Trout and then Mookie and then Harper in terms of total guarantee as we look towards the future. What's going to happen with, uh, with Clayton Kershaw? Do you think he's going to be ready to go for the start of the season? What's his status? So he finally had a more of an extended throwing session yesterday, which was a really good sign for the Dodgers. Um, and, and the Dodgers have been speaking somewhat optimistically about his chances to come back uh, and be ready for opening day. And that would be continuing, of course, a, a longstanding uh, tradition of, of Kershaw starting opening day. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit cautious on, on this, that the thought that when you've got that, that amount of a, a setback in the middle of spring training, to still find a way to get right there um, to, to the beginning of the season and start opening day, I think would be, maybe be a little aggressive. Uh, but, but Clayton Kershaw is a very, um, I would call him an effectively stubborn athlete. Uh, he, he really is, is, a, is a strong believer in himself, uh, maybe sometimes works hard to a fault. And, and this may be one case where the Dodgers may see the prudent course being let's let's back off a little bit and you can start in the second or third week of the season there's no sense in rushing this but Clayton I think really wants to be that opening day and make it I believe his ninth straight opening day for the Dodgers so uh, a good throwing session yesterday he was encouraged the team was encouraged um, and uh, somewhat surprisingly Clay I would have thought the possibility would have been gone because of the layoff but um, somewhat surprisingly uh, and I think basically it's because of Clayton's insistence on doing it uh, I think he may still have a chance at starting opening day outstanding stuff as always we'll talk to you again soon john morosi appreciate you waking up early with us and uh thanks my man my pleasure clay thank you uh, glad baseball is almost here my friend thank you be sure to catch live editions of outkick the coverage with clay travis weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio app i am utterly fascinated by this tomorrow is the official start of nfl free agency what percentage of sports conversation right now is about how much a coach or a player gets paid. And the, and I was thinking about this yesterday. I was walking to go pick up my school, my kids at school. Uh, my kids getting out of elementary school and I'm scrolling through on my walk 
and it's just boom, boom, boom on my Twitter feed, all these different new contracts coming in. And it's not just that players are leaving and going to new teams. It's that we immediately get the dollar value and the year total and everything else associated with it. And outside of the world of sports, that never happens. Right? Think about it. There's no other profession in America where when you get hired, the first thing that comes out also is how many years and how much money you're getting paid. And it got me wondering, when did this start? And I got a lot of interesting responses on social media. But I can go all the way back, if you're a baseball guy and you liked reading about old baseball players like Babe Ruth or Lou Gehrig or Joe DiMaggio back in the day, you knew how much those guys got paid. So it's not a new thing, right? The idea of, uh, you know, some people are like, well, it's because we have salary caps. And that doesn't make sense because... You could have a salary cap without the salary of every player being public. We don't know every dollar. We don't know the profit margins of, say, every franchise out there. Nobody has any clue how much money the New England Patriots made last year as a business, for instance, right? They're not a publicly traded company, so their earnings are not out there publicly. And some people's jobs, you know how much they make, and you can argue, okay, because that's because taxpayers are doing it. So you know how much the governor of your state makes or how much a senator makes or or how much a member of your political representation as a state legislator or something like that. We know all of those salaries, and that makes sense. And then we can kind of have a pretty good sense what, say, a teacher would make or a police officer somewhat because our taxpayer dollars are paying them. But for a private company... For you to be able to see what everybody makes on the entire team is kind of unheard of. There isn't an easy comparison. If you work at a private company right now, and by private company, I mean one that is for profit, I bet you don't know what everybody who's working there is making. In fact, that information is probably kept close to the vest. And so it got me wondering, why did we set the precedent of Everybody knows exactly what athletes make for their salaries. Same thing with coaches, by the way, most of the time. But what's wild about it is there's almost no other comparison that that is anywhere near the same level. And it's such a huge percentage of the time that we spend talking about sports. Oh, that guy's worth his salary. Oh, that guy's underpaid. Oh, that guy's overpaid. All of us do it. But there's almost no other precedent in the world of sports. Right? Um, I mean, sorry, in the the world of sports, it applies everywhere. There's almost no other precedent in the world outside of sports. And as you guys are watching and seeing the news coming in about the free agent signings that your team is going to make, a lot of the reaction will be, okay, well, I kind of like that move, but what does it cost? It forces every fan to be a GM. And then it forces all of you to get into debates as well. Right about, oh, that was a good co- good salary. Oh, that was a bad salary. It's a good contract, bad contract. I'm utterly fascinated by it because there's no real precedent otherwise. Yet, it's insanely important to the interest of sports because free agency is pretty much always about the dollars and where the money goes. So that's my thought as I see all these numbers rolling in. Having said that, 
There are a lot of guys making a lot of money. And to me, so far, the most intriguing salary to be signed is Nick Foles, even though we knew he was going to Jacksonville, because it represents a stunning comeback for Nick Foles. One of the greatest comebacks in the history of sports. Nick Foles was on the verge of retiring after he was cut by, I believe it was the Rams, right? Nick Foles' career was almost over. He had one great year with Chip Kelly and the uh, and the Philadelphia Eagles back in the day, right? And then he is basically kind of kicked to the curb. Everything is uh, is changing in his life. He's with the Eagles for a few years. He goes to the Rams. Then he goes to the Chiefs as a backup. And the only real reason he did it was because he knew uh, Doug Peterson, and Doug Peterson persuaded him to come work with him. Gets cut by the Rams, right? Like the Rams are like, hey, you know what? You're not good enough for us. Goes as a backup to the Chiefs, then agrees to go to the Eagles because Doug Peterson is going there, not making that much money. And then his career, he thought, is pretty much over, and now he's signed a contract worth $88 million dollars potentially worth $102 million if he hit his incentives. And he was basically done. And the comeback for Nick Foles here is really almost without precedent in the history of major pro sports to have a guy close to retiring and being done in the NFL, and then boom, he comes back, catches lightning in a bottle with the Eagles, leads him to a Super Bowl, then proves that it wasn't just a flash-in-the-pan hot streak when he comes in again when Carson Wentz gets injured and plays phenomenally. If Carson Wentz never gets hurt, Nick Foles is probably signing a contract for what? If he's still in the league, six, seven million dollars a year at most, five million? May not be even anybody trying to sign him. Instead, he's become the biggest earner on the market so far for any free agent in the class of 2019. And so I think his signing is by far the most interesting story of uh, 2019 so far. Now, the other big story will be Le'Veon Bell and where he ends up going and what the market looks like for him after he set out for the entirety of last season and refused to sign his franchise agreement. But to me, the Nick Foles story, obviously in conjunction with the Antonio Brown story, but Antonio Brown was not a free agent. He just forced his uh, forced the Steelers to trade him. So the Foles story so far is the most intriguing, and I think he's going to have the most impact of any player that is signing so far because I do think Jacksonville is going to be substantially better with him at quarterback as opposed to Blake Bortles or Cody Kessler. With that in mind, I want to bring in the crew. What free agent signing has impressed you guys the most do you think could have the biggest impact on the 2019 NFL season. And by the way, you can't officially sign until 4 o'clock Eastern tomorrow, but all these deals are coming out because effectively free agency has already begun and you can put pen to paper at 4 o'clock Eastern. But in the meantime, everything uh, coming out uh, about these deals. Danny G, what would you say is the best move that any team has made so far in free agency? Well, since you took uh, Foles, I'll go in a different direction. A sneaky good one that your wife will be happy about it. How about Patriots DE Trey Flowers going to the Lions? He's only 25. 
And he's one of the Patriots where I noticed he was always in the backfield of the other team pressuring the quarterback. He he had like eight sacks, which isn't mind-boggling, but he led the league in pressures, which, as you know, to win in the NFL, you have to pressure the other quarterback, and your quarterback needs to be amazing. So Flowers going to the Lions, I think, is a sneaky good signing. It's amazing how often people sign Patriots players and how not very aggressive the Patriots typically are in the world of free agency. Patriots are all about building through the draft and other teams see the Patriots' success and go grab their players. And the team that is doing that the most aggressively so far this year is the Detroit Lions. But you're right. If you get a rush defensive end who can get to the quarterback and certainly the Patriots put a lot of pressure on quarterbacks once they got to the postseason, they played lights out. Uh, that is a, a signing that typically can change a lot for a team. Uh, what about you, Eddie Garcia? What would you say is a move that you've seen happen in free agency and you think to yourself, I really like that one? Well, I, look, it's the easy answer, but I think it's the right answer, and it has to be Nick Foles because that's the most important position on a team. He's going to the Jaguars who, you know, two years ago – our year before last was a division champ. The wheels fell off. There's no question he's, you know, you can argue he's not a great quarterback, but he's a good quarterback and he's much better than Blake Bortles was. So the Jaguars, I think, are giving themselves a shot to bounce back next year and be a team that can again qualify for the playoffs. What other position can you say that someone has signed that can immediately give them that kind of impact? No, I mean, look, I mean, I think the quarterback position is a, is a different caliber than any others. And certainly there are quarterbacks out there but other than Teddy Bridgewater, I'm not sure there's any quarterbacks out there available that you think, oh, this guy is going to be a starter next year, right? I mean, maybe Teddy Bridgewater, you could make that, uh, make that argument, but I don't think there's any team rolling out the red carpet for Ryan Tannehill or Blake Bortles or Tyrod Taylor or any of those guys to say, hey, you're going to be our guy next year. They may sign. I think they will as backups uh, all over the, uh, the NFL uh, but I, I think clearly Foles is the most impactful signing. What about you, Dub? Who else? Uh, maybe Foles, but what else jumps out at you about uh, NFL free agency so far? Yeah, Foles is the obvious one, but one that jumped out to me was Landon Collins and the money that he got from Washington. I mean, he has a, a hell of an agent. He got six years, $84 million, 45 guarantee. That I mean, that kind of surprised me when I first saw that. And another one, uh, Michael Bennett going to New England. I mean, New England – most of the things they do work out. And also, uh, it got his uh, brother, Martellus, uh, he tweeted almost immediately after, you know, the eye emojis. So the, uh, I read somewhere where Martellus might come out of retirement to play for the Patriots as well, because he's always wanted to play with his brother in the NFL. The other one I would say, there's a lot of safeties that are moving around. Um, Tyron Matthew has gone from the Houston Texans to the Kansas City Chiefs, and he also got a big contract, around $14 million a year, the same as Landon Collins to go with the Redskins. And if you watched the uh, the secondary, but really the defense in general of the Kansas City Chiefs, they're bringing in a new defensive philosophy. I think he could be a really big-time player for them on the back end. And you know they're going to score a lot of points, uh, you would assume, with uh, Patrick Mahomes and uh, and everything that that offense is capable of doing, which means that the teams you're playing against are often throwing the football, meaning who you've got on your back line to defend their matters a tremendous amount so uh him leaving the honey badger uh from the houston texans to go play for the uh the kansas city chiefs is i think also a potentially big signing uh what about you roberto anything that jumps out to you in the early days of nfl free agency yeah uh the ravens are kind of like saying we're gonna go full rebuild here letting go of uh 
CJ Mosley and Terrell Suggs. Not yeah, yeah, and it's a good point on the on the Ravens. Oh, yeah, Weddle too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and Eric Weddle. It's a good point on the Ravens because they basically said, "Hey, our defense is what we're going to rely on." in all of last season down the stretch. They ran the ball. They said, our defense is really outstanding. We're not going to allow you to score a lot of points. And you let Weddle, Mosley, and Terrell Suggs, so at least Suggs is older, right? I'm not sure exactly how old he is yet. I know he's been productive. Uh, but And Weddle's older too. Uh, but that's three pretty big linchpins on that Raven defense, which were all instrumental in their success down the stretch. And I know Lamar Jackson got a lot of the focal point, but they were able to, for all the attention, but they were able to run the football and shorten those games and rely on their defense and letting all those guys go in free agency. It definitely makes it feel as if the Ravens are going to have to win in a lot different way next year. It's going to be atrocious, maybe. Lamar Jackson at the quarterback and then no defense, so... Could be it could be a bad mix. We'll see. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What kind of fun is waiting for you at Kings Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. Kings Island is now open on weekends. 